Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! We got Sam Herter talking all things FCS. We got LaBelle Price Jr. talking about his journey from Captain California to Bozeman, Montana, and getting ready to play his last regular season home game at Montana State. We got the captain of the Grizz hockey team. We have all four head coaches from the Class AA high schools that are still playing in the high school football playoffs here in Montana. And that's all after we hear from Portland State head coach Bruce Barnum. Welcome into On Is Now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I am Coulter Nuan as we are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. And we are happy to be joined right off the top of the show. One of our favorites, the head man over there for the Vikings. They host the Grizzlies on Saturday. Bruce Barnum on the Rangus Brothers RV phone line. Coach Barney, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? Hey, Coulter. Uh, doing well. Trying to get ready for the Grizz. Uh, thanks for having us. Of course, man. First of all, just take us through uh, your season so far. I know we talked to you when you were on your way to Bozeman, but that was early in the conference schedule, and it's been sort of up and down for you guys. You've had some great flashes, some good big wins, and, and also uh, some missteps along the way as well. So just take us through uh, the last couple weeks for you guys. Uh, of course. Uh, when we're healthy, I think we're hard to stop on offense. You know, defense is finding a way. Uh, 40 freshmen <clears throat> played this season, Coulter. Um uh, we're rolling. I'm, you know, I've talked to you about this uh, earlier. You know, I finally changed my schedule. Uh, next year we played 10 FCS. We had, instead of, you know, the smaller divisions, um, teams you and I have never heard of, we play Chattanooga and South Dakota, you know, along with our eight game. 
um, conference schedule. So I'm excited about that. I'm building towards that. I was going to try to sneak in the playoffs this year. We dropped a couple. Like I said, when we're healthy, we're good on offense, and I think we can keep up with people. You know, um, when we're banged up at certain positions, when we're tough. Northern Arizona. Fun win, you know, that was when I was at our peak. I kept everybody healthy, um, or got everybody healthy after Bozeman. Uh, we started a couple freshmen up front in Bozeman. They kind of got, you know, woken up uh, to the speed of the big sky in one of the premier teams. Um, but get them back together in northern Arizona, a very costly loss. I lost uh, three of my – everybody's losing people. I understand that. We lost three – of my stars that game uh, that, that you won't see till next year. And one, it was a, a career ending, one of my offensive linemen captains. So we're putting it together. But, um, you know, now we're facing a, a, a team that's rolling and their offense is caught up, I think. And their special teams is always figuring it out. But their defense, I mean, their defense is uh, a challenge. So, ready to go. Uh, two good weeks of practice. You got the Hout kid running my scout team for the defense, for my for our offense. So, that's on tap, you know. Um, put some cleats on him, believe it or not. And he got those guys together. He played a little safety the last couple of days. So, just trying to get ready for the Grizz. Well, when it comes to that dynamic, it's going to be fascinating, right? Because you got... Father-son, father-son on both sidelines. Your son, Cooper, plays for the Grizz. Bobby Alk's son, Robbie, now coaching for you. But start with Robbie. I mean, you mentioned he, he's doing some scout team stuff for you and all that. So, I mean, how do you sort of tap into that? Because, I mean, he was a four-year starter for the Grizz defense, so he probably knows it as well as anybody. Oh, boy, he knows the back end, you know. Uh, he'll be a coordinator or head coach, whatever the hell he wants to be. Once he figures out, you know, his knowledge of the front, you know, is – uh, on defense, if anything is lacking, but he knows the back end like nobody. Um, it's hard to remember sometimes, you know, that he was playing last year. But uh, I, he's smart. I think he's going to be. I know he's going to be a hell of a coach. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> he's ready for this one. Holy jumping catfish! He is fired up. He wants to go one and zero against Pop. So. Um, you know, and it was interesting. I sat him down, you know, because I'm not going to, uh, I don't care. I'm not going to pull a Harbaugh, but I sat him down at the beginning of the week. I said, listen, here's all I want from you. I don't want signals and all the BS bullshit. Let's do this. I said, are you comfortable sitting down and watching film with me and just talking, answering my questions? You know what I mean? Because I, I played the Grizz enough to kind of know what they're doing, but he kind of, you know, crossed some T's and dotted some I's and, you know, but I, I didn't want to put him in a spot. I said, you don't have to answer anything you don't want. And so uh, that was, you know, I hope helpful uh, because uh, I think the Grizz, the keys figure out their blitz, you know, figure out what they're doing in the back end because they run around like a bunch of wild banshees and they, uh, that's their answer. They push that blitz button and they kick people's ass. Bruce Barton here on New Orleans Now ESPN Radio is the head coach of Portland State. His squad hosts Montana on Saturday evening out there at Hillsborough Stadium. Um, coach, do you see much differences in what Montana's doing defensively? To me, the only – I mean, I think the front looks pretty the same, and they do blitz all the time like they have for the last handful of years. But on the back end, it seems like they're mixing stuff up a little bit as well. I mean, do you see that, and how much does that sort of diversify what they do defensively? 
They are, and honestly, to do, you know, to um, solidify that or whatever the hell the word is, I've, I've asked, you know, arriving or watching film on some things, he's, ah, I'm not sure what this is. I'm like, come on, kid, that's not helping me. But, you know, so, yeah, they're doing some different things that they did from last year when Barry was there. And, um, you know, they got new guys at the helm on defense and. I know Tim, sounds like Tim sticking his nose in it, and shit, he's smarter, and he knows more about defense, and uh, he's forgotten more about defense than I know, so, you know, they're solid, you know, and, and they got athletes over there, uh, and they're playing hard. Uh, it's impressive, I said to see last year, it seemed like every time I play them, it's impressive to see how they get their ass to the ball, you know. They can make mistakes, but they make up for it because 11 hats show up. So, well, When it comes to that side of the matchup, then your guys' run game has been so powerful, and you guys have been prolific against pretty much everybody and sometimes even overpowering when you're at your best. So um, how, how do you keep that going? What, what is the sort of the, the give and take there when Montana's been so good against the run? They have. I mean, and again, I think it's figuring out the deals. I got a couple ideas that... You know, just flashing back and seeing what's uh, what's worked against them, and <clears throat> I think we're going to have to be patient because I do want to stick with the run game and is our strength. And I understand what they do. You know, they're great at stopping it. So, you know, uh, on that side of it, uh, I'm hoping for a part of me is hoping for a you know a ten seven you know NFL right uh, you know grudge match, but. Um, with their offense, I think I well, you know, everybody knows. Just watched them, and I'm I've watched every game, uh, just because uh, of the kid too. You know, watching special teams and uh, Cooper run around, so I followed them more than I usually do. And their offense is caught up. You know, they got that little uh, the freshman kid. I don't know any names. Uh, Coulter, but they got the freshman kid running. I think they, you know, he, he can break it. I think he makes them nervous. A couple of times he, you know, he'll pull the freshman uh, slippery fingers. That's got him in a little trouble that they've got out of. But then they got Osmo. I mean, Osmo is my favorite. He's tough. He's not as quick as the other kid, but he's not going to cough it up. You know, and he's just solid, you know, try to tackle me and then try to tackle me in the fourth after I beat you up the whole game. So, um, and their quarterback, I think they went back and forth and dinked and dunked the quarterback to see who fits and what's going on. And and they have the weapons, you know, you saw Fonz wins. I think he did a, he was a major impact on winning the sack game for him. You can go through every one, you know, number six got the, what, 99-yarder last week. So uh, they're better. So I hope for a 10-7-er, and let's battle them and hit it. Now, when we went back and looked at all kinds of stuff and, you know, what has worked against this three-man front in the run game, and I don't know. I like the package, but it's one that we're going to have to be patient with, I think. Bruce Parham, Portland State, joining us here on the Juana's Now ESPN Radio. Uh, what do you think of just the what both these teams are playing for now? I mean, we're towards the end of the regular season now and, and still out a lot in front for both sides, but particularly Montana, uh, definitely in the mix for a seed and all that sort of stuff. So um, what do you think can your team's influence be on, on what is out in front of Montana and what it's out in front of you guys as well? Well, they are. They're playing for more than us. We got knocked out of the playoffs by losing to Davis last week, you know, period. We were a stretch. We were a bubble. I understand that. But, 
you know, because I play the North Americans of the world. Uh, but we're out of it now. Boom. Uh, we're talking next year, which I hate doing, but at least we're in in the talk of playoffs in November. I'm happy about that. Uh, but, you know, on the other side, I mean, I'm pissed because I wanted to sneak in this year. But, um, and they're playing for everything. They're playing for a league title. Uh, they're playing for a seed. I mean, and, and they're rolling. You know, one of the media people asked me about, hey, do you believe in trap games? And you see, I, I told him, I said, yeah, you, you see it happen. You know, you wonder how in the hell did that team lose to that team? Uh, but uh, with a defense like they have, uh, their defense has got them out of a lot of trouble this year. Uh, and I think they're uh, the last thing I think they're worried about is a damn trap game. So I'm just going to try to, again, put something together and try to keep their guys on defense busy and, and see if we can score a couple. Well, it should be a, a fun evening, and uh, your guys' last home game, so uh, some celebration to be had there. So, I mean, last thing for you, how do you hope to sort of send your seniors off in style, and what are sort of the keys if you guys are to knock off Montana on Saturday? Well, I, I don't The whole senior night, you know, um, the only unique thing about senior night, here's one, here's how a calendar drops for you, culture. not that anybody listening to you gives a damn about this one, but somebody brought up on my staff, you know, because uh, we were getting ready for senior night, and they lo- were looking at schedules, and I said, hey, Barney, did you realize uh, that you were going to be there for Cooper's senior night? Because we switched next year, so their last wow. home game next year, I'll actually be the team that my son plays on his senior night, you know. Uh, so I asked Calc, I said, hey, by the way, Robbie, I said, does Montana do anything for, you know, senior day? Can I stay out there and maybe see the kid? He goes, No. We might have lost Coach Barnum. That was a great story he was telling, too. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll effort him. We are kind of up against it, though, because Sam Herter from Hero Sports is coming back. Why don't we try to call Barty back just real quick so he can finish uh, his story. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, Portland State Head Coach Bruce Barnum. Uh, online. Barty, I think we lost you there just for a second. You were saying, uh, what does Montana do on their senior day? And then uh, you kind of lost it there. So uh, it, it will be your son's senior day next year when Portland State is here. And, of course, Cooper Barnum plays for the Grizz. Carry on. Right. So I asked Robbie how, because we're getting ready for our deal. I asked Robbie, I said, what do you guys do senior day? Ah, nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a treat. We announce them. They run out, but that's it. Um, anyway, I do something for senior day, I was telling you, but uh, culture. What I, uh, I don't. The day of the game, I don't. That's fodder to me. I don't have a banquet for them. I don't do any of that. What I do is put together a um, a big old what's the steaks with a bone in them. You know? bones. No, no, they're sticking out like Fred Flintstones. Uh, there's a name to them. Uh, Porterhouse. No, no, culture. You got to think bigger. Tomahawks. Uh, Tomahawks. Hey. Tomahawks. I get a bunch of tomahawks and have a glass of whiskey and wish them well and thank them. You know, that's my senior day. That takes place after the season. So, anyway, but the kid, you know, the kid, uh, he's gone crickets on me, little punk. I mean, we talk football every week. We talk how to go. You know what happened at Davis? Nice win at Northern Arizona. Quincy's a guy. Ba ba da ba da. I hadn't talked to him. I uh, finally talked to him last night, and it was crickets. Hey, what's going on? Hey, how's practice? Fine. 
It was fine. I said, you shitting me? <laughs> I said, all right. All right, I'll see you Saturday, Barnum. But that's a hell of a dynamic. Anyway. Well, you got to love it. Coach, we appreciate the time. We got to let you go because we got Sam Herter waiting for us. But appreciate it so much, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. Uh, thanks for being here today. Uh, you know, you can ask me the Herter stuff. Uh, you got, <laughs> I mean, I can, I can outthink him for Christ's sake. Anyway, good luck. Thanks, I'll buddy. We we'll appreciate it, man. Bye. Bruce, Bruce Barnum, man. <laughs> One of the best. That actually would be a great bit. Bruce Barnum as Sam Herter. <laughs> That'd be classic. Coach, break down the Ohio Valley for us. You know, break down break down the SOCOD. What's what's going on in the swack? That would be uh just pure comedy. As Bruce Barnum always is. Man, uh that guy, he's uh, he's he's something else, man. He's one of a kind. <laughs> we appreciate him for tuning in. Uh all the comedy aside. It's so funny because it's Bartum is is he's such a crack up, so it's hard to take him serious. But his team's pretty good, and I know they're only four and five, but they can run the ball on everybody. I was watching the Eastern Washington Portland State game, and uh, man, Portland State is bludgeoning you with their running. I know Eastern's nowhere close to Mo- as good as Montana is defensively, but um. Portland State's going to give Montana a push. I mean, they're 12 and a half. The Grizz are 12 and a half point favorites on the road. So uh, I think it'll be a, a relatively competitive game there in the City of Roses. We go back to the Rangers Players RV phone. I welcome in Sam Herter, Hero Sports and Bet MGM. He's our national FCS guy, covers the national FCS uh, beat for HeroSports.com. Th- Sam, thanks for being here, man. We'll start with the same question I led with last week, and that is. How many teams do you still think are playing for a seat? I think you said eight or nine last week. Are we? Are, maybe you said thirteen playing for the eight. Well, where are we at now? Is, is are there any less teams that are still in the mix for seeds after last week? Yeah, I think um, you know one team that probably got bumped out of even potentially being a seed is Incarnate Word. Um, and, and honestly, UIW might have gotten knocked out of the playoffs entirely, which is wild to think. But UIW losing to uh, Nichols, uh, that puts UIW in, in a tough spot, uh, especially because they have a non-D1 win in their uh, UIW, uh, their game this week against Northwestern State. That's gotten canceled because Northwestern State has canceled their entire season. And so UIW went from a team that last week was in the top 10 to now. The best they can do is, is finish 8-2 and two overall with seven Division One wins no ranked wins. Their strength of schedule is going to be like in the 80s. And so last week at this time, I thought, yeah, maybe UIW can be a seed. But now I don't, I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. So, so that's one team that's, that's gotten bumped out. But there still are, you know, a ton of teams that, you know, are still hopefuls uh, to get playoff seeds. Well, I, did, I didn't realize that detail of the whole thing. For those that haven't been following along, a terrible situation at Northwestern State. Uh, there was a murder within the program, and then they ended up calling off the rest of their season. So those games don't count either way then. It's not just a forfeit victory for the team that that game is just null and void. Yeah, but it's basically uh doesn't count. It, it it for the Southland standings, you know, it does count as a win, but as far as like you know the NCAA it doesn't count uh you know. Um and for so for your playoff resume, you know, it doesn't count. And so I think like right now Nichols is 5 and 0 in the Southland but technically they're 4 and 4 overall <laughs> by, by the NCAA standards because they counted the Northwestern State a forfeit as a win in the standings uh, but as far as like the NCAA part of things it, it doesn't count at all so that that obviously hurts UIW's chances at the playoffs because it's it's one less opportunity at a win 
Well, the other pieces of movement in the top 10 this last week, of course, Sacramento State losing to Montana and Missoula. We'll get to the Big Sky stuff in a minute, but also Delaware lost 33-27 to Elon. Furman was getting pushed pretty good by Chattanooga, but they ended up winning 17-14, to so that could have been another uh, law, uh, top 10 loss that could have impacted the seeding. But um, the Blue Hens, Delaware, they felt it to 8. Are they still fast-tracking towards the seed, or what do you think that loss does to their playoff prospects? Yeah, I think they have a huge game um, in, in a couple of weeks playing Villanova. Uh, both Delaware and Villanova uh, only have one FCS loss uh, right now. So if, if one of them wins out, they would be 9-1 and one, uh, versus uh, the FCS with a couple of ranked wins. And so the, the winner of the Week 12 Villanova versus Delaware game uh, could potentially be a playoff seed. Um, you know, UAlbany is, is another team out of the CAA that could kind of sneak their way into uh, a playoff seed as well as all the other teams are beating each other up. Uh, UAlbany could finish 9-1 and one, uh, versus the FCS. Um, you know, they have a couple of ranked wins uh, as well. Uh, two other losses are to the FBS um, and pretty competitive losses as well to Marshall and Hawaii. And what's interesting with UAlbany is, uh, you know, the FCS is an 11-game season this year, but UAlbany can play 12 games uh, this season because they, they had a road trip to Hawaii. Um, and if you do that, the NCAA grants you a waiver to play a 12th game. And so um, UAlbany, you know, has a chance to, to get to nine wins as well. And so, um, I mean, they're in the playoff mix. I mean, Northern Iowa, I think, is in the playoff mix. If they went out, they would be 8-3 and three with a really good strength of schedule. Um, and even, like, North Dakota State, I mean, the Bison could win out, beat Southern Illinois, beat Northern Iowa, have two ranked wins to end the, to end the year to finish 8-3. and three. You know, maybe the Bison kind of sneak ahead of, a, you know, like a, a Delaware team for that number 8 seed. So, there, like I said, there's, there's still a lot of teams out there that uh, have an opportunity to get a seed. It's just a matter of how these results play out. Sam Herter here on Sports here on Nuwana is now ESPN Radio. Uh, how about Sacramento State? If they were to beat Cal Poly and UC Davis, they'd probably need help. But if they got help, could they get the eighth seed? I think they could, but yeah, I, I, it seems less likely now. And maybe that's that partially might be me overreacting to the Montana loss. Sure. You know, I I did I, I did think Sac State was going to lose that game, but I thought it would be somewhat competitive. Um, I think having that blowout loss. Uh, kind of takes the shine off of Sac State uh, a little bit because, you know, with UC Davis falling out of the top 25, that's still going to be a tough game for Sac State, but uh, if the Hornets do win out, they are going to be 8-3. and three. Uh, three, th- Those three losses are to Idaho, Montana State, and Montana, who, you know, are probably going to be in the top six seed range. And so there's a, those are quote-unquote quality losses. They also have a Stanford win, which is the only FBS Power 5 win that an FCS has gotten this year. Uh, so, it's not a bad resume, but you still, I mean, that the, the, the ranked wins category from the FCS side of things is still, you know, looking at zero. Um, and so I just, I just don't know if that's going to be enough for Sac State to, to get a first round by. Well, a suck then about the, uh, the, the teams that are fully in the mix for, for buys. I think that uh, we, we, we would agree that, of course, South Dakota State, Furman, and then the three leaders in the Big Sky Conference right now, Montana, Idaho, and Montana State, are all um, fast-tracking, inside-tracking towards seeds. But there's a variety of different scenarios that could play out. Obviously, if South Dakota State wins out, they're the one seed, no doubt. They play at Youngstown State, who's been a team that's been in and out of the top 25 this year. So that's uh, going to be at least somewhat of a challenging game for the Jackrabbits. Uh, Furman, they're playing VMI after getting past Chattanooga last week. Of course, Montana's at Portland State. Idaho's at Weber State. 
and Montana State hosts Eastern Washington. And then uh, the, the regular season finale for everybody will include Montana and Montana State, which will certainly have um, impact on the seeding. What are the scenarios in which the Big Sky teams have to... I guess, what has to happen for the Big Sky teams to secure the two? Do you think that Furman needs to lose, or could one of or or several of those Big Sky teams uh, leapfrog Furman just based on uh, what they have ahead of them? Yeah, so I, I think there's... Um, no matter what happens at the Brawl of the Wild, you know, I it kind of seems like there's a good chance the, the Big Sky could get the two, three, and the six seed, uh, you know, which would mean... You know, the six and the three, you know, they play in the quarterfinals, three versus two. They play in the semifinals. And so uh, this might be the year that Montana, Montana State end up meeting, you know, in the playoffs. You know, obviously uh, that's looking way ahead, but, you know, it does seem like the bracket could potentially pair these two teams up, whether it be in the semifinals or the quarterfinals. I actually think the Big Sky has a really good shot at the number two seed. Uh, You know, I think. Whoever that is going to be is going to depend on on the Cat Grizz game. Um, I think if if Montana wins out, uh, I do think the Grizz have a really good uh, overall resume uh, to to be the number two seed. You know, ten and one overall, four ranked wins, three of them coming against top seven squads. Uh, I think if the Grizz went out, they're the two seed. If Montana State beats Montana, I think that bumps Idaho up to uh, the the number two seed. Um, I think Montana State would then probably be the three or four seed, uh, the Grizz would probably, with the loss to Montana State, maybe get bumped back to the five or six seed. Um, but I, I do think there's probably a scenario where at least two Big Sky teams uh, are at two and three, and they bump Furman down to the number four seed. Um, and, you know, I, I talked to Ken Haslam, um, obviously the Montana athletic director, but he's also the uh, playoff committee chair. I had him on my podcast last week, and he said one of the things that the playoff committee talks about the most is strength of schedule. And you look at Furman's year-end projected strength of schedule, it's going to be 67th. And you stack that up against Montana's, who's going to be 29th. You stack that up against Idaho's, who's going to be 9th. Uh, you know, Montana State's projected year-end strength of schedule is going to be 6th. So, I mean, Furman is going to have a really good resume at 10-0 and 0 versus uh, overall three ranked wins. But I do think their strength of schedule is going to bump them back. Um, I think Idaho is going to be ahead of Furman. Um, whether they're the two, two or the three for Idaho, again, that kind of depends on where uh, the Brawled Wild is. And another team kind of in this mix, actually, is South Dakota. Yes. Uh, the Yotes, if they, if they do win out, they're going to be 9-2 and two overall, 9-1 and one versus the FCS. They're going to have four ranked wins, and they're going to have a top-20 strength of schedule. You know, could South Dakota bump Furman down all the way down to the number five seed? We shall see. But, um, you know, I think overall the top six seeds between these six teams are, are going to be very, very competitive. Sam Herter, Hero Sports here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Uh, if Idaho wins out, no matter what happens in the brawl, do you think Idaho's the two seed? I, I think they'll be. I think they're a top three seed for sure. Um, if Idaho wins out, I guess Montana if Montana won out, out, then they would be the two seed because they have the head to head against Idaho, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think again, you you know, I, I say this stuff and you can't write it in stone because you never know. I mean, Furman is the number two team in both polls right now. Um, and the playoff committee can, could reflect that and put Furman, you know, a number two. But again, I'm kind of leaning on past precedents and kind of gut feeling that strength of schedule is going to be a factor here. Uh, so with that said, I do think Idaho, if the Vandals win out, I think they're going to be a top three seed. Um, it just kind of depends on where, you know, if, if Montana wins or loses the, the Brawl of the Wild game. Well, and so let's say Idaho wins out and Montana State wins the rivalry game. 
Uh, is anywhere the Cats jump up to the two seed, or do you think that'd be locked in Idaho two, Cats three, and then the rest would fall how, how they may? Yeah, I, I think they would probably go Idaho uh, number two, and then Montana State uh, number three. Um, you know, uh, another thing that Kent said is you know uh, that that head to head, you know, obviously is very very important, and so uh, you know the Vandals and the Bobcats would have pretty similar, uh, you know, resumes, but, uh, you know, the Vandals would have the head to head. They would also have an FBS one, which carries some, some, some weight. So, um, yeah, you know, I think, you know, like I said, I think the big sky is looking likely to get the two and three seeds right now, as we sit, you know, who's two and who's three, uh, you know, Idaho is going to be in there somewhere. And then, you know, the winner of the brawl of the wild is, is going to be, you know, in that top three seed range again, in my opinion. You say I'm Herder Hero Sports. You can find all his great work at Herosports.com. Go check out that podcast with Ken Haslam. He is the athletic director of Montana, but also uh, the chair of the FCS playoff committee. Sam also joins us each Wednesday here during the 4 o'clock hour on Nuanas Now. Sam, appreciate you taking some time, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Back in 2018, Montana State signed a highly regarded recruiting class of 32 players. Within a year and a half, more than half those guys were no longer part of the program. And by the time they get, came out of the pandemic, there was only a half a dozen of them hanging on. Five have made it to the end. Only one of them isn't from Montana and Alaska. It's Lavelle Price Jr. He'll join us next to tell us all about his journey from Compton to Bozeman. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. wonder if in 60-something years I'll still be doing this and you guys will still be listening to me. Amazing. Rolling Stone's got a new album. That's their new single. They're 80. <laughs> they're, they're older than 80, I think. Uh, it's amazing. It's good. It sounds just like the Stones. Uh, I listened to about five tracks off the album today. I'm still working my way through it, but uh, very good. The Beatles have a new song, too. They say it's the last one. I hope it's the last one. It's not because I hate on the Beatles. I just think that that'd be a nice bow to tie on uh, an unprecedented uh, career for the Beatles. We'll see. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX by Ted Television, and the ESPN MT app. As I always say, if you are a fifth or sixth year senior in college football or college sports in general, you have a good story. You, you've overcome some uh, some amount, if not a great amount of adversity. You've overcome and probably pushed through some things in your comfort zone. Montana State 
signed a, a star-studded recruiting class back in 2018. And by the time they came out of, back into the 2021 season, most of those guys were gone, partially because of a coaching change or uh, misfits in Bozeman or a pandemic. There was a whole bunch of factors that went into it. M- most of these weren't misses by any means. It was just the circumstances of the situation. Well, now you got only a handful of those guys that are left on that roster that have been there from start to finish, and they'll celebrate their senior days at Bobcat Stadium on Saturday, including this young man. Well, Montana State Minute here on Nuwana is now ESPN Radio. We're joined now by a senior defensive back for Montana State University. It's Lavelle Price Jr. joining us here on Nuwana is now. Lavelle, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Enjoying the nice weather. It's pretty nice out here, Bozeman. <laughs> Got to take it in before before the snow comes. So. Just embracing it. Well, it's it's, uh, it's fascinating this time of year, right? Because sometimes it might be really nice, and then sometimes you might get a bad cold snap like you did a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. I mean, you guys practice in the morning. So, I mean, what's, what's that like, kind of getting yourself prepared, especially when it goes from, like, 65 and sunny to then super cold like it did a couple weeks ago? So, every morning I usually get I usually tubs. I get in the hot tub, and I am with a cold tub. And mainly getting the cold tub is uh, waking up my nerves and almost just, like, getting me prepared for the snow and the cold. <laughs> That's smart. I, I've read a lot about yeah. that cold tub therapy. Do you think that helps you? Yeah, it helps me a lot. Like every Thursday, I I probably do around 11 minutes. Wow. Not like all together, just like, you know, contrast, hot, cold, hot, cold. All together, 11 minutes in the cold tub, though. Wow, that's a, that's impressive. I've been trying to do the cold shower thing, and it's I can only get like three minutes. It's so hard. Uh, yeah, I do a cold shower every Saturday morning, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's crazy. There's a lot of science behind that. Where did, where did you first learn about that? Uh, from our strength coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he told us it's better for health and it's better for the muscles and it'll wake, it'll work your nervous system up. And it'll get us prepared for the cold. <laughs> well, and it, it uh, probably builds mental toughness, too, I'm sure. Yeah, it definitely builds mental toughness. Yeah. Well, well, good, man. Well, uh, first of all, just take me through this last weekend. You guys had a great bounce back win over Northern Arizona. So, I mean, what did you like about the preparation last week as a team? And and uh, probably felt good to get back on the winning side of things this last weekend. Yeah, it felt good getting back on the winning side. And I think as a defense, we took a step forward, you know, spending extra time in the, the room watching film and, you know, just studying, studying their plays, calling the plays that are coming out and stuff, you know. Well, for you, I know that you've been battling this hamstring, so, I mean, that's always yeah. frustrating because you just never know when it's going to tweak again. But, I mean, how have you gotten through it? I mean, now here you are during the stretch running your senior year. So, I mean, what's been the most challenging part about going through that, but also how have you been able to get back in the lineup? Uh, the most challenging part was probably not being out there with my brothers, you know, not going to war with them. And just, like, you know, it just sucks just watching them play, celebrate, like, and my mindset was just have a positive mindset going through all that and just trying to be a coach out there, you know, and uh, coach, all the, coach all the younger guys and uh, specifically Miles Jackson in the position to get him ready for those games, which he stepped up to. I was very proud of him. Yeah, Miles Jackson played great for sure. I mean, it's so frustrating yeah. with the hamstring, right, because the only thing you could really do is be patient, right, because if you push it too fast, yeah. you're just going to tweak it again. Yeah, I was told to be patient. <laughs> they trained <laughs> to get on me a couple times because of a couple of days I really I wanted to go push it. But, <laughs> you know, they're trainers for a reason, so I have to, have to trust them. Yeah, for sure. Lavelle Price Jr. joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. He's a senior uh, nickelback there uh, for Montana State. Yeah. Tell me about just coming into this year. I mean, obviously huge shoes to fill. Ty Okada played that spot as well as anybody in the big sky the last couple of years. And uh, mm-hmm. you guys had one of the biggest position battles on the whole team between you and Caden Dowler and, and Miles yes, Jackson, sir, Aiden's yeah. Park. So, I mean, uh, what, what was your mindset coming into this year? What sort of, uh, I, I guess pressure's not the right word, but, I mean, you guys knew you had to step in and, and fill a big role. 
So obviously being my entire, I learned a lot from him, you know. Uh, we used to watch them together and he just used to coach me up. And just my biggest thing this year was uh, work on tackling and uh, just play bigger than what I am, you know. Because at that nickel position, you're kind of like a linebacker safety. So it's it's kind of funny. You got to like be in a run trip the next play, like tackle a 200-pound running back. And the next play, you got to go guard a slot. <laughs> so... That was just my biggest mindset this year, just um, being versatile in that position. I mean, that's uh, that's why that position has emerged as one of the, yeah. the most important positions on the field, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody in the yeah. everybody in the league, I mean, in the NFL, I mean, that's like, I mean, Troy Anderson's getting drafted because he can play a little Sam, he can play a little nickel. I mean, it's uh, it's amazing yeah, how the position yeah. has evolved. Uh, well, yeah, my biggest thing, yeah, just my biggest thing was just being like, just play fast and physical this year and execute the defense, really. Well, it seems like you've always uh, liked tackling. I mean, I, I, you, even when you were just playing corner, it seemed like you were a good tackler. So, I mean, has that always come pretty naturally to you? Uh, yeah, I actually started in high school. So, in high school, we used to watch a rugby, ta- rugby tackling since they take the head out of tackling. And ever since then, I've been watching that video almost uh, every summer right before fall camp to get back to it. And also coming here, too, we practice a lot of tackling and stuff, like tracking the hip in practice most times and walkthroughs. This is being dialed details. Tell me about uh, just the high school program you came up with. I know you, we talked about it a couple years ago, but I mean, St. John Bosco yeah. Prep certainly one of the most prestigious uh, high school programs in the in, in the state of California and is in the country, really. So, I mean, for, first of all, how did you first go about going there and, and what? how do you think that just prepared you for the college level? So how I went there, I kind of attended a camp there. Speaking of that, I wasn't even a defensive player. I was a real, I was just really offense. Or like Pop Warner in middle school and all that. And I just played corner that day. And then um, they asked me if I wanted to go there. And I said, yeah. And that year was the, I think that year was when they beat, they ended the streak with David South. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and finished like one then, of the top yeah. teams in the country, right? Yeah. That, yeah. They were, those two were the top team in the country. And I think Bosco, um, St. John Bosco ended up being national champions that year. So, yeah, after that, after that, I really wanted to go there. And then just playing there, you know, like, we had a couple guys. As you guys know, um, one of our rivals was Modern Day, and um, they had a couple guys there, like Amaras A. Brown, JT Daniels, Bruce McCoy. And um, so playing against those guys for three years, they, they really they helped me in a college collegiate level because they, they were really good receivers. And then when you came to Montana State, I know there was the connection with Tyrell Thomas. What else helped you lead to Montana State? Um, the mountains. You know, just as talking to talking on the phone with you right now, I'm just looking around the mountains and a beautiful sky. <laughs> it's real beautiful out here, and I was like, yeah, I definitely want to come out here. Were, were you? What, what'd you think of? I mean, what'd you think Montana was gonna be like before you actually moved there? Uh, you guys want me to be honest? Uh, <laughs> more like you know, riding horses, you know. <laughs> Nothing really out here. No big town. No skyscrapers. <laughs> but then you realize, I, I mean, really, yeah, I really didn't know anything about Montana. <laughs> but then you realize Bozeman's got, I mean, Bozeman's got some little stuff going on. I mean, there's, there's, there's some stuff to do, right? Oh, yeah. Bozeman's growing, growing a little bit, you know, especially on our main street. It's a lot of traffic. Kind of feels like I'm back home. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's growing, it's growing real fast. What, what was, it's, it's still beautiful. What was the, uh, what was the most challenging part about the, the transition moving up north for you? I wouldn't say like being away from family because at high school, I, we traveled a lot. And we used to be going from Monday to next Sunday. So I think the biggest thing was the cold. <laughs> I didn't have no snow boots, no snow jackets or anything. So I was out here struggling. Freshman <laughs> <Like> year. <laughs> That's awesome. Lavelle Price Jr. joined us here uh, on ESPN Radio as a senior defensive back there at Montana State. It's our Montana State Minute.
just going through this whole experience, I mean, it's fun, it's funny and interesting to think back to your guys' recruiting class because there was like 30-plus yeah. guys in there, and now yeah. there's only a handful <laughs> of you guys left. So, I mean... Uh, I think about five. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, how, how have you guys made it to the end, and, and what's it been like to go through it with those other four guys? It was just, you know, pushing through, you know? Like, when stuff, when things were starting to get tough, you know, we didn't turn, like... We didn't go into a ball and turn around, you know. We just stuck it through, especially when Tro left too. So, um, yeah, we just stuck it through that because we saw like we saw what this team had in the future, and we both and all of us just agreed to like to, to stay here and just push it through. And then, you know, just being with those five, those four of the guys, you know, those are my brothers. Like we spend every time with each other, so we kind of have each other's back. And so, like this game is our senior game, so it's going to be real emotional walking out with them in front of the crowd. What's kept you in it? I mean, what's kept you motivated? Kept me motivated? Um, I was always an underdog in high school, so I think that kept me motivated, too. You know, just, like, I feel like things happen for a reason. And when uh, I just always repeat to myself, God, give his toughest, battle, toughest battles to his toughest soldiers. So I just kept my head down and stuck through it. Been patient, learned from all the old, older guys, and just waited for my time to come. Yeah. Well, I asked, uh, I asked Trayton and, uh, and Nolan about this last week, but it's so interesting the balance between you know, chasing these big goals like you guys have as a team, mm-hmm. but also just enjoying, you know, I mean, it's going to be your last college football game at home on Saturday. I mean, you know you guys are probably going to get some games in the playoffs as well, but I mean, that's yeah. it's pretty crazy <laughs> to consider, right? I mean, so how do you sort of yeah. uh, chase these goals and also uh, d- just enjoy the moment? Yeah, obviously we still have goals and stuff, but every home game we have, well, every every game we have in general, you know, we just we tell ourselves don't take it for like don't take it to advantage, you know, because it went by fast. Yeah, our college career went by fast, so um, we just like appreciate we appreciate all the young guys and everyone that's been around us, and we just go out there and play play it and give it and leave it out all on the field because you don't know when's your last game. What the, what have you been going to school for? Uh, I graduated last year in business marketing. Oh, nice. Now I chose yeah I chose community health. Something like in helping health and mental health. Nice, really. cool. Yeah. So, is that what I mean? Do you want to get into coaching or counseling or something, or what do you want to do with that? Yeah, kind of like coaching and, and counseling, really. And the marketing side is part of like sports marketing or like real estate too. Wow. Sales. Yeah, it's a lot of options. Cool. Yeah, that's why I chose that marketing field. It, it has a lot of options with, with it. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, last thing for you then. I mean. What will you take away from all this? Uh, what will I mean? What, what will you say you've learned from uh, your time there at uh, Montana State? Um, what did I learn? I learned uh, how to just be a better person. You know, transitioning from California to Montana, people were like, people were like really nice, and um, my parents always told me to treat people how you wanted to be treated. So I just learned how to be a better person and don't judge a book by its cover because you don't know what they're going through. Love it. Lavelle Price Jr. here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. You can also find a senior profile on him coming up here uh, later on this week at SkylineSportsMT.com. Lavelle, thanks, man. And uh, enjoy yourself on Saturday. That'll be a fun moment for you and your family. Thanks so much for being here yeah. today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Great dude, man. Love talking to that guy. Now, ESPN Radio. Let's hear from a, the captain of the Grizz hockey team next, Jackson Knutson. Joined Jeff Safford earlier this week. Plus, we got free wings. Desperado. Wing Wednesday. Keep it here, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have 
branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. You want free wings? Fastest to the draw. First person through. 406-888-1029. We got a dozen wings for the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Wing It Wednesday, presented by the Despo. Call right now. 406-888-1029. Wing It Wednesday, every Wednesday here on Nuanas Now. 1029 ESPN Radio Missoula. It's been your home for Montana Grizzly hockey over the course of the 23 and 24 season. To this point, Montana coming home this weekend for their home weekend opposite the Argos of the University of Providence. And visiting with us now is a guy that's been around the Grizz program since it got rebooted three seasons ago in his third year with the Grizzlies out of the state of Colorado, as they call him in the rink, the Glacier Ice Rink. Action Jackson Knutson. Jackson joining us now here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for coming in to the station and joining us for a few minutes. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I know you got a tight schedule. I know you were coming right from class mm. to come down here and visit with us. So how's this week of preparation for the Argos been going so far? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. It's uh, no different than any other weekend. We're just taking our time in practice and getting ready for the games and um, making sure everything's ready and dialed in for school. So, And I know it's been quite the weekend, weeks, I, I should say weeks of travel yeah, the last couple of weeks. Definitely. Back-to-back weekends of Utah and Colorado. Back-to-back, a lot of time on the bus, myself included. Mm -hmm. How has it been being able to manage all that travel the last couple of weeks, not just physically with your body, spending all that time on the bus, and then having to play hockey right into that three days in a row in Denver, then back-to-back in Utah this past weekend. But then with school and everything else, how do you manage all that? Yeah, it's. uh, I'm not going to lie, it's tough. It takes a lot of... Uh, like self-motivation, I'd say, and just making sure I'm taking time on the bus and in the hotels to, to get homework done and emailing teachers and staying on top of that. And um, obviously the travel is a lot, as you know, and just a lot of time on the bus, but it's good because it, uh, it gets the boys together and kind of forces us to all hang out, which is awesome. And uh, I think it's been really good for us. And you've been around the program the last couple of seasons, and a number of guys can say that. Players like defenseman Gus Hendrickson, um, the assistant captain from last season, Hammer and Hank Morrison, Mm -hmm. as well another Colorado guy. Has it helped to have some guys around the program these last couple of years to kind of create the culture within Grizz Hockey? Yeah, definitely. I think Mike... Coach Mike has done a good job at kind of building our the culture that we want to establish as a as a program, and I think those those guys that have been there since the beginning understand that and uh, have been a big help in just uh, making sure that that culture continues as uh, each year progresses and we gain new players and new faces. So it's been good. But Grizz hockey in the city of Missoula and the University of Montana has come and gone throughout the years. Was brought back to the University of Montana in this iteration of it in 2021, Mm -hmm. and you were a part of that first team. When did you kind of hear the inklings that, hey, this Grizz hockey thing might be something that becomes a big deal or is anything, so to speak? So when did you kind of start to learn about Grizz hockey, and when did it come to fruition? 
Yeah, so actually, when, um, initially, I was looking at school in Bozeman. Um, and then I, my dad went to school here in Missoula as well. So when we came out to, to look at Bozeman, we just decided to come look at Missoula as well. Um, and we, I reached out to Coach Mike and kind of had seen some things of it, but wasn't sure much about um, club hockey at all, really. Um, sure. And so I reached out to him, and when I came to Missoula, I, I toured the campus, and then I went and met Mike and got a tour of the locker room in the uh, Glacier Ice Arena and kind of just fell in love with Missoula and, and really liked what Mike had to say. And so it was a big, big factor into me ending up choosing to come to school here. Now, Mike Anderson, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, has touched on this a little bit talking with us here on ESPN Radio. We're visiting with forward for the Montana Grizzlies, Jackson Knutson, here on ESPN Radio. And he touched on that first season, and he said it was kind of an interesting kind of way to build into what the program would eventually be, that that first season was kind of just trying to lay the foundation for Grizz hockey. Thinking back to 2021 and where the program is now, where have you seen the most growth? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's night and day. Um, the first year, it was just a kind of a ragtag collection of right. anyone who wanted to play. Um, I remember there was one weekend where we went to Providence with, I think we had 12 guys playing, and two of them were just guys that we were like, hey, do you want to play hockey this weekend? And they, they tagged along with us. And um, so to now have almost 28 guys, I think, on the roster that can just play and play very well and we have four lines that can go it's just such a such a growth and it's cool to see that um missoula is sort of recognized as a legit acha program that can probably contend for a national championship and thinking about the grizz hockey program i've been obviously with traveling with you to all the different road Mm -hmm. environments and of the places that in in my opinion that you have played by far the strongest home environment when you're looking at the lights, the crowd has been here in Missoula. Yeah, And definitely. how has it been special to get that level of support from the Garden City and people supporting the Grizz in general? Yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, since our, our first game, it was sold out. And um, it was super cool. It's the most fans I've ever played in front of. And it's just, it's awesome. It's weird to go on the road and play in these barns that are just empty and um, and then come home and we, we pack it out. And it's super cool. It's amazing. Um, we love that environment. We love the fans. And it's, it's something I, I look forward to. Jackson Knutson of the Montana Grizzlies hockey team with us here on ESPN Radio. You can catch the Grizz in action this weekend, Friday and Saturday, taking on the University of Providence. Saturday, a big night honoring veterans. You'll be auctioning off specialty design uniforms supporting UM, military, and veteran services, thanks to our friend Shields. How awesome is it for you to be able to support veterans and something so special to the community like that? Yeah, no, it's super cool. Um, I think there's a big uh, veteran community here in Missoula, which is awesome. And I come from a military family, so it's something that's uh, super cool to, to be involved in. And the jerseys this year are, are awesome. And I'm, I'm excited to, to see those get auctioned off and see how much uh, money we can raise for the, for the foundation. Now, once again, Jackson, you're this year, third year with the program, and you're taking on a bit of a different role this season. The last couple of weeks was announced from... Your coaches, the assistant captains, and of course that so important C, the captain mm-hmm. in the sport of hockey, and it's you, Jackson Knutson. How how did you learn that you were going to be the team captain, and what was your reaction to that news? Yeah, um, Mike pulled me aside. I believe it was it was the week before we went to Denver after that game that weekend, uh, the Boise State game, and he pulled me aside after the end of the game and just kind of talked to me about it and um, asked how how I would feel about it. And you know, it's something that I, I think 
most um, hockey players know is a coveted position and um, are definitely honored to have. And I, I just, you know, I, I felt very honored that, that Mike would consider me and um, just continue to do what I've always been doing, which is just, you know, work really hard and um, be good off the ice. And so it's, it's, uh, it's definitely an honor and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really blessed to be the captain. Now, in terms of this season for the Montana Grizzlies, it's been a bit of an up-and-down story for you at this point. Records right around 500. you have had some good moments, like that weekend in Colorado, mm-hmm. taking two of three. But you're also coming off some games like tough loss this last Saturday opposite Weber State. Where are you looking to be able to improve and maybe get to a point where you're winning games more consistently? Yeah, I think a big thing for us, um, even since the first year, has just been always process over results. And as long as we're we're working really hard and we're we're doing things right and playing playing the game the way we want to play it, um, the results don't always um, reflect that. Um, and I think these past weekends, even last weekend in, in Utah, we we played very well and followed the process and just couldn't get out of there with wins. Um, so I think at the end of the day, what we really need to to figure out is how to get the puck in the net more and. Although the process is, has been good, we just need to, to make sure it's it stays good and also find a way to just kind of bear down and get those goals in. And the one thing that is, I feel, special about this group is you suffer a tough loss like you did on Saturday night against Weber State, giving up a couple of goals in the last two minutes after going into a stretch leading the game. It was a tough loss. But after the game, it wasn't a lot of hemming and hawing or guys pointing fingers at one another. It was just... The boys, as they say in hockey, hanging out, having fun, playing a little bit of bus tag maybe. Where is it special to be able to have a group that's, despite having some struggles at times, still staying close on and off the ice? Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, for us to be able to, to go through something tough like that and, and still after the game, you know, just kind of wash it away and move on to the next one and, and just hang out and, and be friends is awesome. And I think we're, we're blessed to have a, have a group that just really likes to be together and to hang out, so... Now, you've spent enough time on the road to kind of know some of the ins and outs of travel. Do you have a couple of, I guess you could say, tips for being on lengthy trips or maybe some special snacks that you always go to? Yeah, I um, every time we go on the bus, I like to bring um, at least a pillow on those longer trips. Like Utah this last weekend, I, I normally bring two and a blanket, and that way I stay warm and comfortable on the bus. I always make sure I, my favorite drink to bring on the bus is... Um, yeah, the Arizona half and halves, like um, Arnold Palmer's. Yeah, yeah, like Ooh, Arnold yeah, that's Palmer. a good choice. Yeah, yeah. So I, like I bring that. a couple of those um, and some Red Bulls to make sure I, I've got my energy up come uh, game time. And uh, snack wise, I, I normally go fruit snacks or Rice Krispie treats because they're they're quick and easy um, and get get you good energy. But um, other than that, it's just kind of stopping and, and seeing what we can find at various gas stations and stuff. Always cruising around the road, never really knowing where you are. Mm-hmm. One last question for the Montana Grizzlies captain, Jackson Knutson. Now, midweek talking here on a Wednesday, University of Providence, your opponent this weekend, an interesting program. Mm-hmm. Looking back two seasons ago, a very strong team, the Argos, making the national tournament. Then their head coach leaves right before the start of last season, didn't play too many games. You saw them twice towards the end of last season with a real small roster. Now they got a new head coach that has links to Utah State. We just saw this past weekend. Been winning some games. A lot of players from Canada of their 11 forwards, seven of them are from Canada. So 
What have you seen just looking at the film from the Argos and what challenge do you expect to face from the University of Providence? Yeah, they'll be a, they'll be a good team again. They always are. Um, even last year with their kind of broken up team, they were still a solid team to play. It's going to be definitely a challenge, especially coming off uh, two losses last weekend for, for us to respond and get a couple of wins heading into the Beehive tur- uh, tournament would be, would be awesome. So we're, we're looking forward to it and really we just got to continue playing our game. He's Jackson Knutson of the University of Montana hockey team. You can catch him in action this weekend inside the Glacier Ice Rink. Puck drop at 8.30, both Friday and Saturday night, opposite the University of Providence. Thanks for joining us, Jackson. Yeah, thanks for having me. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 